Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. Welcome to Spiritual Fasting 101, where I explain to you exactly what spiritual fasting is. I'm going to explain the who, what, where, when, and why of spiritual fasting and break it down so much that it will now and forever be ingrained in your mind on exactly what spiritual fasting is and how you should be doing it. Because I'm an everyday human being, I'm going to explain spiritual fasting to you in very plain English. You will not be getting some old King James explanation of spiritual fasting and walking away even more confused than you already were. Trust me, that's just not my style. Now that we have gotten these introductions out of the way, let's get into it, shall we? But before we get started, check out my comprehensive guide that will also teach you everything that you need to know about how to start your own spiritual fast. And the ebook is only 99 cents. So click the link down below to buy. First, what is spiritual fasting and why on earth do you do it? Spiritual fasting confuses some people because they do not understand why on earth someone would want to go without food or whatever else they choose to fast from. Therefore, the first thing you need to understand about spiritual fasting is the purpose of spiritual fasting and why does anyone want to do it anyway? Reason one, to control your flesh. As a Christian, having control over your flesh is important. I highly encourage you to read my blog on works of the flesh so that you can understand what I mean by your quote unquote flesh. I do not just mean the skin, but the works of the flesh is different, which I explain it in a separate blog post. And you can click the link down below to read that. Because in short, your flesh is what consumes most people in the world to do impulsive and sometimes very inappropriate things. Most people choose to feed their fleshly desires over their spiritual ones. For example... It is the desire of the flesh that teaches us to sleep with a man too soon. The flesh that teaches us to steal money because we want more. It is the flesh that leads us to cheat on our spouses and it is the flesh that tells us to eat two whole bags of Oreos when we know that we're supposed to be on a diet. If you notice something about all of these examples is that they are controlled by impulse and not always the right thing to do. And this is where fasting comes into play. Because if you don't have control over your flesh, then your flesh will control you and lead you into making bad decisions. The temptation of the world is never going to go away but we can control whether we feed into the temptations or not by learning mind over matter and allowing the holy spirit to guide us and not the things of this world by fasting we learn not to listen to our bodies such as your stomach growling and telling you that you're hungry hunger is a very real thing but if you are able to deny your flesh and the feeling of hunger and only focus on god then that is a way to conquer your flesh because you are choosing not to pay attention to the physical pain that you feel from being hungry but rather getting full off the spiritual awakening that is happening when you're fasting as you pray read the bible and whatever spiritual things you choose to pursue to bring you closer to god as your stomach feels hungry and is telling you to eat your mind focuses more on prayer so that you do not feed into what your stomach, aka your flesh, is telling you to do, which is to eat. Once you master your flesh, you master your temptation. Reason number two, to petition God for something. There are many times in the Bible where you see people fasting when they want to get an answer to their prayers. For example, Esther, you see her fasting in the following verse. Go gather all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days or nights, and I... I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. 
Esther 4.16. Esther fasted before she went before the king uninvited to ask for the salvation of her people. The prayer that she wanted to be answered was to not get her head chopped off because she knew that if she went before the king uninvited, then losing her head was a very real possibility. And to save the Jewish people since they were about to be killed by Haman. I have a separate blog post on Esther, which you can click the link down below to read. And also you can check out my video below on where I talk more about the situation on how Esther saved the Jews from annihilation through fasting. Even though it was just three days, you can imagine how hungry and dehydrated she must have felt. Not only did she not eat, but she didn't drink. This is yet another lesson you need to understand about the purpose of spiritual fasting. If you really want to petition God for something and you want God to answer your prayer, then know that the harder you fast, the more willing God is to hear your petition for your prayer. That is because you're not getting so distracted by food and water, which is a basic need for keeping yourself alive. Instead, you're saying, God, I don't need food at this time. All I need is you. It is like your flesh, which we have already talked about above, is screaming out to get God's attention. Because in the case of Esther, she was denying the very thing that was keeping her alive, which was food and water. And what she was asking was favor from the Lord. Her fasting was like a silent prayer to God. And the fact that she got herself and her attendants to do it, it was like all of them was crying out to God to ask on her behalf. And so we know the story of Esther. Her prayer was indeed heard. And here is what you can take away from Esther. The harder you fast, the more God hears you. Fasting in a group can intensify your prayer. For where there are two or three gathered in my name, there I am with them. Matthew 18:20. David fasted before his child died. Take the following verse. David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and spent the nights laying in the sackcloth on the ground. 2 Samuel 12, 16. David knew that God was going to take the child because the child came from an adulterous affair with Bathsheba, but he fasted as a way to change God's mind. David was petitioning God for something. He was asking for his child to live and not die, even though God had told him that the child would die. In the end, David's fasting did not work and the child does die. Then David got up from the ground after he had washed and put on lotions and changed his clothes. He went into the house of the Lord and worship. Then he went in the house and at his request, they served him food and he ate. His attendants asked him, why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept, but now the child is dead. You get up and eat. He answered, while the child was alive, I fasted and wept. I thought, who knows, the Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that the child is dead, why should I go on fasting? Can I bring him back? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. 2 Samuel 12, 20-23 What you can take away from David. Although fasting can get you an answer from God or have God move on your prayer request, if God's answer is no, then it's a no. No amount of fasting is going to change that. Just because you feel God has said no or his answer is to wait, do not get discouraged. Like David, you can still fast and petition God for something. Remember, fa fasting is like your flesh calling out to God, asking God to listen to you. It is possible that God's answer may still be no, but your fasting may change his mind. I know in the above tip that I said, if God's answer is no, then it is no. But you never really know for sure if his answer is no unless you try just as David did. And besides, people have been able to change God's mind before. If you read Jeremiah 26, 19 and Amos 7, 3. 
For other benefits of fasting, then be sure to check out my blog, The Most Important Spiritual Benefits of Fasting as well. And also don't forget to check out my video below on how to get the spiritual on how to get the spirit of David. What is spiritual fasting and what should I be fasting from? Now that you understand why people engage in spiritual fasting, you can learn how to fast. There are so many ways to fast. I believe that you can choose whatever way that you want. The main point is that you are denying your flesh. Therefore, if you are already a vegetarian, then it would not be wise for you to give up meat. Because in reality, you're not really giving up anything and that's not a fast. You're just going about your everyday life without eating meat like you always do. And there's nothing special about that. Now, if you are a true meat lover and you decide to give up meat, then that is a true fast. Even though you are not giving up food entirely, you are denying your flesh and giving up something that is hard for you to give up. And that is what God appreciates. The harder you fast, the more God will pay attention to your petition. Remember the story of Esther. You can always check out my blog about the Daniel fast to understand the different types of fasting by clicking the link down below. What is spiritual fasting and how long should I do it? The length of the fast depends on you, but the whole point of a fast is that it must be hard. If you make it too easy, then you're not really doing anything at all. God knows your heart and when you're faking the funk. He will respect someone who has fasted for three days and it was hard for them over someone who fasted for a week and it was easy. Therefore, only you can decide. Be fair to yourself. Be fair to God and do not try to take your lunch break an hour late and call that a fast. A fast must be intentional. You, what you are giving up needs to be intentional and the, leaf, and the length of time needs to be intentional. This is not a situation where you just forgot to eat and now you're fasting. No, because aside from not eating, there are actual things that you need to be doing during a fast in order to get you closer to God. Also, don't forget to check out my video down below, everything you need to know about spiritual fasting where I talk more about this. What is spiritual fasting and what to do when you fast? The whole point of spiritual fasting is to spend time with God. Fasting is not a chance to just sit there and ignore God and talk about how hungry you are. That is just called starving yourself. Spiritual fasting is about including the spiritual aspects of fasting. For myself, whenever I fast, I hear from God so much clearer. I can hear him even more and I am closer to God more so than ever. It is such a hard thing to explain, but it goes into that you have nothing else in your body but the Holy Spirit, so you just can't help but to feel the Holy Spirit. Also check out my post on the secrets to understanding the power of prayer and fasting for more on what I'm talking about with that. Therefore, when fasting, you should pray often, read your Bible, keep a journal about what you feel God is telling you in this time or what he wants you to do. Case in point, me, how I fasted and how I was healed. There was a time when my friend said that I had the Jezebel spirit and I did have it. I'm not even going to lie. I was addicted to men. I didn't even realize that it was an infliction until I noticed that it started to get worse and worse. I always thought about sex. I always thought about men and I always wanted to date men. And before I was celibate, which I have a separate blog post on it, you can click the link down below to read that. I also wanted to have sex a lot. During my fast from the Jezebel spirit, I stayed, I stayed away from everything that was secular. I stayed away from secular music and I only listened to gospel. I stayed away from regular TV and only kept it on the Trinity Broadcast Network or some other Christian network. I only listened to or read the Bible. I did not curse, gossip, or do anything unholy during
during that time. That is the hardest fast that I had ever done. So it required me to really be one with God. It was harder, but it also enhanced me spiritually. I am so convinced that this is why I was healed from that affliction in only three days and it has not come back to this day. Because during the entire fast, I was fully committed to God and refused to let anything else enter my brain. And I have a separate blog on that entire process, which you can click the link down below to read. And you can watch my video about the Jezebel spirit down below. My point is that my fast was successful because I was not just fasting, but I was praying. I was listening to gospel, listening to sermons, reading my Bible, and refraining from negative thoughts. As I said before, fasting is just one part of it. The bigger part of the spiritual journey that you take. When fasting, you should be getting closer to God. That is always the main point of spiritual fasting. Not so that you could just shed a few pounds so that you could go to South Beach. What is spiritual fasting and why no one should know you're fasting? This is so important because when you are fasting, you're fasting for God. You're not fasting for people so that you can brag, so that people can see how holy you are, or so that you can show people that you're on a higher spiritual level than they are. Spiritual fasting is about God, not about you. Take the following Bible verse. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be so obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Matthew 6, 16, 8 through 18. I think the verse speaks for itself. You should not be fasting so that other people can see how holy you are. You are fasting for God and therefore you should be happy when you fast. Do not tell other people that you're starving or how hungry you are. Do not make yourself look sick and do not randomly go to the ER because you feel that you are starving to death and have only been fasting for three hours. All of those things put the focus back on you and not on God where it should be. And whatever you are fasting for will be unheard by God because he is not the reason why you're doing what you're doing. Now, I really hope that you understand what the purpose of spiritual fasting is. I feel like I have answered every question that I can about the subject of fasting. If you have more questions, then you can always leave a comment and I'll try to answer them as soon as I can. And also, if you like this post, then go ahead and share it with somebody else. And don't forget to get my spiritual fasting guide, everything you need to know to help you go on your own personal spiritual fast. You can click the link down below to buy.